0: Welcome to the New Growth Podcast. I am Yvonne Nkiruka, and this is the first episode of this show, and I'm so excited you are here. So you're probably wondering, why did you name it New Growth? Good question. So let me take you back to April, 2020. It was the height of the pandemic, And I remember I was house sitting, I spent the majority of my time house sitting for a friend in her one bedroom apartment and I loved it. But on this particular day, I remember being on the floor, just discouraged, sad and frustrated because the back of my head, my hair was falling out. Okay. And here's the backstory. So I typically, since 2012, I have rocked a fade, right? Like sometimes it's like so short that it's close to being bald, but I have rocked every type of fade and I I have loved it. Right. But for the last like three years, I've been trying to grow out my hair. So every time I try to grow it out, it'll grow, the middle of my hair will, and then guess what? It'll fall out. And it happened like back to back times because once it would fall out, I would just cut off all of my hair because I'm like, I'm not going to walk around with a bald spot. Hello? (laughs) Like I want hair, but I don't want it that bad. Okay. I'm just going to cut it off. And so I started going to like the dermatologist and the dermatologist told me that I have centrifugal alopecia. Let me explain what that is. Alopecia is an autoimmune disease that attacks the hair follicle and follicles and it weakens it. And sometimes it weakens it to the point where it breaks off or it grows and it's not like the hair is is actually thin and it's not really strong. So that's what I have. And I have tried everything. I tried with the doctor's prescribed. That didn't work. Although I can admit, like, I don't think I tried it. the best of my ability you know i have you know when you try a prescription and you do it for like a month and it's not giving you the results and then you stop but they say you should try it for at least like three to six months to see some sort of real results but i've also tried google university youtube university i have tried your grandma's recipe i've tried rice water i have tried um, i've tried so many things aloe vera gel I've tried carrot juice, all castor oil, Jamaican and Haitian. I really tried to get the back of the middle of my hair to grow. And it just wasn't working. So that day I was just so depressed because, you know, in our society, um we like women, like for a black women, I think hair is important, right? For women, hair is important, period. But for black women, it's a thing. And so I'm like, man, like this sucks. And just frustrated, feeling insecure, feeling not beautiful, and just frustrated. So I call my good friend Zenith. And let me just make a disclaimer, okay? I know that my beauty is not dependent on my hair, but it feels that way sometimes. And I have to like work to like, Think beyond that. Think higher than that. Um, so some moments it gets the best of me. And that day it did. So I called my friend Zinas. And get you some friends that can pray for you. You know, when you're feeling discouraged, I called her and she was like, hey, can I pray for you? And I was like, yes. So she was praying and she said, I quote, and Lord, give her some new growth. And at the end of the prayer, There was a light bulb that went off. It was just like, okay, I need to start a podcast called New Growth. And I really wanted to create a space initially where we could talk about hair, but the more I thought about it, I thought, man, growing your hair can be difficult, but growing yourself is really challenging. And there's not like a standard blueprint. I mean, I'm a Christian, so I love the Bible, I read the Bible, but you know, there's not like a blueprint for how you grow in all the different areas of life. And meaning in like, man, what does it look like for a normal person? with normal bills with a normal salary how do they grow so i wanted to provide that space where we could be curious together and learn from people and i also just wanted to share my journey um so that's how the podcast came to be and this season we will be starting off talking about growing in drumless please that was terrible drummers. <laughs> Growing in self, okay? So for those of you who may be following me on social media, I have really been in this space where I've been trying to grow in self. And so all of our guests this season will be talking about some aspect of that. So to kick it off, I thought it would be best if I start. Right, because I would never ask any of my guests to share what I'm unwilling to share, or go where I'm unwilling to go, you know what I'm saying? So I wanna start off by sharing a little bit of my story and who I am. Um, Where do I even start? First, let me just do a quick introduction. So I am Yvonne Nkiruka and my middle name in is my middle name. It's Ebo, and it means the future is bright. And I just, I just want to be called that. You know, I just want to be called that. So I've started using that more publicly. I was born in Texas, raised in Maryland, went to school in Atlanta, Georgia, studied sociology and African American studies. After college, I moved, picked up my whole life, moved to the craziest city in the world, New York, and it is. Moved to New York City and lived there for seven years. Um, I would like to say um, I have done a lot, I have seen a lot, but I have so much more to do, so much more to see, and uh, more to be. So where does this particular, where do I even start with talking about growing in this idea of growing in self? I will start in August of 2020, okay? That was the day I closed the chapter on a really crazy part of my life. That was the day I moved from New York City and I left during the pandemic. Um, It was such a big deal. You know, people travel and people move different places all the time, but this was so significant to me because I had spent the majority of my 20s in New York City and I would like to say that I was probably, people ask me, what do I do? And I just tell them because it's hard to really put into words what I did, but I just tell them I was a professional mother. I have no kids yet. I would love kids one day, but I was a professional mother. My job was to take care of people, and I did that, you know, in various ways in my personal and professional and social life. And yeah, this season in New York could be characterized by me just being all things to everyone and simultaneously being nothing to myself i was that friend that would anticipate another person's needs and fill them even before they asked me to i you know was I'm a three. I'm mean, no, I'm sorry. I'm a two on the Enneagram that's a helper. And so that's how people knew me. Like, call Yvonne, or she's going to do something to support someone or to help someone. And I think that I don't want to look at that season and say, oh, it was all bad. No, it was some of it was good, you know, like I really felt. Part of what inspired me was Jesus. Part of what inspired me was my faith and realizing that my life is not just about being served but it is about serving others and loving on people. So I don't regret it but some of what I did was a response to trauma. So sometimes we can do good things And those good things are actually a response to our own trauma that happened when we were young. And so while I was being applauded and people, you know, oh, you're such a good person. You're such a good Christian. You're like, you know, just wonderful. You know, people will praise you. And the whole time you're like slowly dying inside because you've built up this reputation that is not sustainable. You can't really sustain doing it all for everyone, nothing for yourself. So it just, it just was a lot, like when I think about it, it was a lot like, you know, I was working at a nonprofit, working with youth, um, who had experienced incarceration or contact with the criminal justice system. I've always worked with youth in some capacity and I loved what I did. I really loved what I did and I love working with the youth. And I'm, that's something I'm so passionate about. I also worked in the context of my church. I was on several ministries, did so much, did too much. And all of these things were good But again, I betrayed myself. I forfeited myself. I compromised so much of myself that when I looked in the mirror, I had no idea who was looking back at me. I could not recognize myself. It was as though I forfeited. It was as though I should say maybe I was a foreigner in my own body. Can you imagine like I did not know who I was. <laughs> and you know, it was it was insanely ridiculous. Like I don't know where I learned that, but actually I do. I know that it started when I was a child. So I believe that in order to be loved, I had to serve or I had to feel a need. And I wasn't, I was aware of this like four years ago, but I didn't know I was trapped. I felt like I was stuck. I didn't know how to break myself out of this stronghold, out of this bondage. And to be honest with you, I'm still working my way out of it because it's. It was, that, it was that woven, it was that much... Wo- how can I say this? It was so woven into the fabric of who I was. So what happened? You know how did this how did how did I get here? you know All right, so in 2018, I'm on vacation and I'm with some good girlfriends and my nose starts to involuntarily switch. Okay, I don't think y'all heard me. My nose started to involuntarily twitch. And this spooked me out. It freaked me out, okay? Do you know when you are like a kid or you're like playing around and you just start flaring your nostrils back and forth? (laughs) And it's like all fun and games because it's intentional. But what happens when your nose starts flaring, twitching without you telling it to do so? What? It was crazy. It was so crazy. Like, I would just be talking and my nose would be twitching. Where do they do that at? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was dysfunctional. You know, my nose was. Going, my nose was signaling something is off, Yvonne in Kiruka. Like, something is really off, and, and you need to pay attention to me. And that's why I love like our bodies because our bodies are this is what I learned in counseling our bodies are the f- like, the, they're the first, um, you know, they let us know before sometimes our mind is aware, and so. I don't think I was aware how stressed out I was until my nose started twitching. I don't think it really hit me. It was like, okay, you gotta do something. So after that, I kind of made changes in my life. I, I made hard decisions, but I was still, you know, I was still so, I still felt, I still felt like I couldn't escape this person that I didn't recognize. I, I feel still felt enslaved to other people. And let me just break this down. When I say I was a foreigner to myself, I mean that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what brought me joy. Um, I didn't know how to be, just be, like without doing, like just be and feel like worthy enough to be loved without working for that love. Ooh, when I tell you that when you don't know who you are, when you forfeit yourself, you give space for all sorts of crazy things to happen. for abuse, for um, manipulation, for, you know, just people to take you for granted, people to hurt you. Um, so, yeah, that those are some things that happen as a result, just like, Being in situations where I wasn't valued, being in situations where, um, you know, just holding because I wanted to, like, because I didn't care about myself and I cared about maybe this organization, maybe this person more, I would hurt um, in order for, you know, other places and other people to feel good. And, so it, I really didn't care about myself, which is why I've been in this space, right? Where I'm like trying to walk back to myself, embrace myself. So that's why moving out of New York City last, no, last August was such a big deal for me. And I wanted to offer up what I have been doing practically to walk back towards myself and to take residence in my own life. And I actually hope this helps, okay? So the first thing I had to do was I had to leave and I had to disrupt the destructive pattern in my life by removing myself from a particular environment. And yeah, for me, it was New York because so much of who I was was connected to that place. And I just felt like I needed a fresh start. And sure, I could have made these changes in New York and I tried, but it was too hard because the reminder of who I was was always tugging, or who I didn't wanna be was always tugging. So I had to physically move all my stuff and change locations. And I just wanna encourage whomever's listening that it's okay if an environment is too overwhelming or, or you have to leave an environment in order to grow. Like it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that you are, you know, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean you're less than because you have to like move and pull remove yourself from a situ a harmful situation or a situation that is a reminder to who to what you're trying to walk away from. And yeah, like like if you think of it from a plant perspective, sometimes you have to repot a plant. And it doesn't mean that the pot that the plant is currently in is terrible. It just means that the plant needs new conditions for growth and that's okay. You know, like and so think of it that way, like you're a plant and you just need a different environment, a new pot, so that you can grow and You'll have your roots can have enough room, to to stretch, you know. And 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 the more they stretch, the more the deeper they go, the more fortified you become. And 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 so yeah, I had to leave, and I left New York, and I moved, and currently I'm in Georgia. And this your your environment matters because. I love Georgia so much and maybe it, it matters to me because I'm also a creative. So I get inspired by like my physical like space, terrain. And so being in Georgia and hearing the birds chirp, it's like so soothing to me. It it inspires me, it encourages me. Seeing all the trees, seeing all of the elements of nature, It does something for me. And, you know, so I needed to physically leave the space that I was in in order to be more of who God has called me to be. All right. The second thing I did was I had to find a good counselor. It's one thing to go to therapy, but it's another thing to find a good counselor. Finding a counselor is like finding a unicorn. And I'm someone who is not ashamed of being in counseling. I'm not ashamed to talk about mental health. I've been in counseling since college. Um, So for the last like almost, yeah, eight years off and on, nine years off and on. And it's been tremendously helpful because sometimes you need someone who is truly objective, to listen to you process things and to reflect back what you're saying so that you can hear yourself and make necessary connections. And sometimes you cannot do that on your own. The best way I can describe it is so during quarantine, I love I like worked out by myself and I sometimes I'll make up my own partially because it's fun, partially because I don't feel like, you know, working out to the point of just death. You know how some people just work out and like they have nothing else. So I just, I like to keep it fun sometimes and light, (laughs) just move my body. But then when you start working out with a trainer, you're like, what was I doing? You're like sore for days and you know, that's how it is when it comes to, for me, that's how it is when it comes to being in therapy. There are moments where I'm like, okay, I'm healing, doing self-healing, and I'm doing what I need to do. And that's great. And um, there's growth that comes out of it. But sometimes being getting with the right counselor, you will leave feeling like, whoa, I totally missed that. Like, you will feel emotionally sore, but as we know, sometimes sore isn't a bad thing. It means like you're really moving and stretching and growing. So I've had to be in therapy and, you know, really create space in my budget to do that. Okay. So that's the second thing. So the first thing was I had to remove myself out of um, a place you know, a physical location in order to disrupt a destructive behavior. Second thing I do is I had to find a good counselor and I have used so many different resources, to find a good counselor, just another note, I've used um, psychology today and um, I haven't, I've tried better help, but you know, any of these resources, you have to really do your own investigation, but those are spaces where you can find counselors. And then you just have to like, sometimes go to the first session or maybe have a initial 15 minute call and talk to them and get to know them a little bit to see whether you might be on the same page. Third thing I had to do was I had to get quiet, all right? And what I mean by that is I had to physically get quiet. So I have started like, going in a closet, turning off all the lights and just sitting there and being by myself. This has been so revolutionary because for me, I'm used to doing and giving and being quiet allows me to know like, I don't have to do anything to exist. I just am, right? Like I don't have to do anything to exist. Okay, let's take it a step further. I don't have to do anything to be loved. So during those quiet moments, I just am able to just sit there. And in the quietness, my identity is being affirmed. And And I'm not even saying like, during that quiet, I don't even talk. It's not even like I'm praying or talking to God. I'm just sitting there. And sometimes I am thinking, sometimes I'm just like doing nothing. And I feel like God is able to love me in my being just as much as he loves me in my doing. And so that's what I've been doing, getting quiet. Sometimes getting quiet for me also looks like taking a walk without music in my ears and just gazing at the trees and at the different, you know, plants and flowers, all those beautiful things, and just walking, not distracting myself with anything, just enjoying my own company. <laughs> enjoying being with myself and I know that sounds weird but that's that's what that's what's been helping me walk back to myself and I have so many other things that I've been doing that have been helping me to embrace and to grow in myself um, but those are the three things that I'll start with for today and my hope is that what well, my journey, the themes that I've shared here today could encourage you along your journey towards embracing yourself. And so I wanna leave you with this affirmation that I wrote. It says, tend to your gardens. They are filled with wonders. Water your roots, pull out the weeds and position for the sun then watch your flowers bloom enjoy it and never again abandon it only then can you offer up its cherished fruits wow i want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of the new growth podcast this has been a dream of mine and i'm so thankful that you are here Before you go, I wanna ask you for three things. And you're like, dang Yvonne, we just met. But these are all things that you can do. The first thing is maybe you know someone who this could encourage or perhaps they may need to move towards themselves. Go ahead and send them this podcast. The second thing is please leave me a review because your reviews can take this podcast to places and spaces that I can never. And the third thing is, I would love to continue the conversation with you. I do believe in dialogues over monologues. So send me a message on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Yvonne underscore Nkiruka. And I will definitely respond. Most likely it's gonna be with a voice note <laughs> because I hate text messages. But until next time, I love you guys.